everybody. Welcome to the Three Geeks Podcast. It is Jason joined by Justin, Mike, and Dan. And a little later on, we got Tim joining us today. How's everybody doing? Good. I love watching Good. Mike stick his head out of the intro. I just saw him peeking over. <laughs> like, can't give me that. Can't give me the, even a little bit of window because I'll take make use of it. Speaking nice. Love the intro. Yeah. <laughs> I gave you a new a new theme like two months ago, JT. I'm pretty sure I forwarded it to Justin. I'll have to double check. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the fault. I don't remember. I mean, if, if you don't want it, that's fine. We can <laughs> use it. generic drum and bass for the rest of the podcast. It's fine. Just passing the buck along. I have no idea. I don't even know what time it is today. But we're here to talk to all of you. I clocked us in a little early because none of us could stop talking about the things that we liked this week. So I'm like, that's let's true. just go live now and uh, let's do our thing. But, um, I'm excited because today at 3.30 or 3.15, we are recording a new episode of Remake Revolution, which we have not done in quite a while. And uh, the original plan was to have some nobodies versus um, the team that they won to in the uh, Remake Madness we had last year. But that team dropped out. So they will be taking on Team 3 Geeks today. And I I can't wait. I don't know when we're going to release it. It'll be sometime in the next week or two. But uh, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to play judge and um, jury announcer, even though <laughs> executioner just dread. No, yeah. she's not Judge Judy and executioner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I That's love that movie so much. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, we're here to talk to you guys about whatever you want to talk to us about. Send it in the comments. We're going to be talking some Star Trek when Tim joins us because Tim finally likes the Star Trek series. And um, what lots of other fun? Well, Tim Tim's always a Star Wars guy, but he's never yeah, really yeah, been a Star Trek fan. But he really likes the new one that just came out, the one that has two episodes out. Yeah, he likes it so far, <laughs> yeah. quite a bit. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher so, Walken's the Emperor. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That sounds amazing. I love that. Uh, like my Dune. I've got that little uh, uh, side thing on my phone where, where where it gives me like crappy ad Google News, mm-hmm. and it was like it was like you know, ah crap, Thanos dude that played Gurney Halleck was like was like oh I, I was surprised I wasn't in the first part, you know for for much, and it's like have you seen have you read the, the other movie? Have you read the book? <laughs> yeah. I mean you're, you're you're supposedly dead for like half the book, then you come back later. Yeah, you're very much a surprise character, yeah. You get a puck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't get a cool drill to the head though, and then come back like three books later. <laughs> to Mama Moa. Uh yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I I I love that he's a samurai in the new one, <laughs> but but uh, uh I, I kind of miss the whole drill shot from the 84 one. Because that, <laughs> that that's that's amazing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, Dune 2. We got some, actually got some Dune 2 news, which was all exciting. Yeah. Anytime you see the name Christopher Walken, you're glad for many, many reasons. One, did, that he's still around. And two, that he's in the movie. Uh, did did they announce who played what's-his-name? Who was playing what's-his-name? Fade? Fade? No, I don't think so. I, I thought I might have seen something, but I can't remember exactly. That'd be cool to know, though. Yeah. I mean, I, did, I didn't really search for it, but I, I read the Christopher Walken article, and, and it didn't say anything. Because there's yeah. all those jokes of like, oh, get get Tom Holland to do it just so we can have <laughs> yeah. Zendaya's pretty white boy fight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, so much, 
so much, so much to talk about. I saw everywhere, <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once. And I'm going to look up the uh, cast list right now on IMDb because I'm getting really tired of just calling this guy Data all day. Because <laughs> I, I went and saw the movie and um, I'm like, oh my God, this guy's voice hasn't changed since he was eight. Like he is the I'm exact sure same that. voice. Yeah, he's yeah. Still, <laughs> he's still walking around with a fanny pack. He's a castrati. That that that, that's what happened. He just you know he's stuck stuck with the same young singing voice for the rest of his life. I I saw that movie too. I loved that movie. That was one of my favorite movies of the year. I walked out of the theater and I'm like, I think I liked that movie. I needed to process it because there's the movie's a lot and the end is very deep. So I had to like process what's happening and I love the movie as well. And everybody out there that is comparing this to Doctor Strange. Y'all need to just like shut up. They're not the same thing. They're not even close. The only thing these two movies have in common is the word multiverse is used in both of them. That's it. That's all that's in common. And I, I will like say, everything. I will say the imagination and everything everywhere all at once. I, I think it really goes for broke when you do. Mm -hmm. If you do compare it to say Doctor Strange, like their multiverses are a trip. Whereas with we only get like one or two multiverses with madness, and it's like oh. Lights are green means stop. Lights are red means go. Pizza balls. Isn't that weird? Uh, uh, <laughs> this is like one. hot dog fingers. I know. Oh, man. I laughed so hard. He, he, hot dog salad fingers. fingers. Oh, uh, Kihu oh, is the name of the guy who played Data. And I'm. this is a great comeback movie for him. I am so excited that he's decided to jump back into acting. Comeback and, movie. Yeah, like from, from Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> He was suave in that one multi. He was great. I was expecting him to be like, okay, Dr. Jones, hold on to your potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this movie. I liked him. He was a standout. And Jamie Lee Curtis was hysterical in all of the multiverses. I agree. Yes. I, I actually like the, the young actress who played uh, the villain. I was like, yeah, she, she was great. She's really good. Steph, uh, Stephanie Sue is yeah. her name. Am I crazy in thinking like it felt a lot like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Like it had the same like it's not the same movie, but it like the huh. atmosphere it brought. It felt it has, it has a sensibility maybe with the humor. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, in some ways now you're it's selling a funny cop feel to it as well. <laughs> it's got a lot of things going on. I think that's why it took me a few days to process my feelings on the movie. But I and the the story is deep. It's a deep mother daughter story, especially the ending and. I, I really dug it. I really liked it a lot. Anytime I see A24, there's like a certain like expectation you have to get your mind into. Like I'm going into something that might be a little weird, and this movie just did not disappoint um, on any it's level. It's their highest grossing one so far, I believe. Their highest grossing release so far. So um, I liked that De Detective Crashmore is like a tertiary character. The dude with the beard, Santa Claus. Like, yeah. He's just a background character. I'm like, I was the only one in the theater who was like, that's Detective Crashmore from I Think You Should Leave. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to talk about this movie without getting into spoiler territory, but uh, it's a lot of fun. And they mentioned the hot dog for Fingers uh, universe, and I loved it. There's a little nod to 2001 A Space Odyssey in that sequence as well, and I love I love this movie. It was fantastic. I, I can't wait to see it again because it's probably the funniest thing I've seen this year. Also. 
yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, the first act is very funny. Then it gets pretty serious. I think like oh, yeah. there's a pivot in tone for sure. And uh, <laughs> what's his name? He just got a star right on the Walk of Fame. Was it uh, uh, Don James Hong? James Hong. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good too. It's like the grandfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James Hong from. Uh, oh, he's so, he was really good. I liked him a lot in this too. And by the way, congratulations on your star on the Walk of Fame. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. And, um, for decades. Yeah. It's like- yeah. We did not mention uh, Michelle Yao, who was just, she carried this movie on her back, and she did a fantastic job carrying it as well. She's used to that. Yeah, she's good in almost everything, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. I liked her quite a bit in this. Yes. So. Yeah, so the cast is great. Check it out if you guys can find a theater that's showing it. Go support it at your local theater. It's definitely a theater theatrical experience. I don't know if it'll play the same way in home video, but I'm sure it will just fine. But I definitely would try to see it in theaters. Won't stop plays. me from getting it. Like no, no, me too. Yeah. It plays uh, backwards on home video. So it turns into memento. I've liked a lot what these directors have done so far. The Daniels, they did Swiss Army Man a couple years ago. Now I really like Swiss Army Man. That was like a really good surreal trippy type of movie that like you said gets deep halfway through and works but yeah yeah i want to see that i heard it's good give the daniels a marvel movie because <laughs> that's what happens now yeah give them spider-man 11. great oh god give them the eternals and <laughs> see what they do with it uh, <laughs> all right everybody uh justin dan and i we play a game called and Justin's character was a guy who was just so bored in life that he died and never realized it and just kept digging holes. Mm-hmm. Like that was his was entire a more, character. Yeah, a grave digger, for sure. Yeah. Like, can you imagine being so bored that you don't even notice you die? I'm starting to get there now, Jason. <laughs> can't wait to hear the comments for this one. Yeah. He was like the Eeyore of our game. He had a shovel, and he didn't go anywhere without a shovel. It was fantastic. Yeah, it, it was kind of it was kind of refreshing not to play a, like a person that was expected to solve things. Like I tried to help, but I was like, I don't know if like, in character I really need to. Like, <laughs> Justin is our best player at those games, and then we ended up choosing a really dumb character for him. So we're like nowhere in our campaign to play Fate at all. Well, it's it, well. That's also the point of fate, right? Because the whole table kind of builds your characters. So, yeah, I want to bring it up because I want to recommend it to everybody out there to check out Fate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, got... when 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 you're learning how to play, just look it up on YouTube because the the actual Fate manual does a really shitty job teaching you how to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for reference. Right. It's it's not good in like you do this this and this and that happens. Like, <laughs> it, it's the same like like it's it's an evil hat thing like like it's the same same thing in monster of the week like combat and that makes absolutely no sense if you go by by the book it's like i, I don't know what the hell we're supposed to do so, <laughs> so so there you go i'd really like to do what uh, funny science fiction did which was do a campaign online the only problem with our campaigns is dan is a great storyteller but it's the rest of us that just giggles for so long that like nothing happens for like four hours. I don't know how well that would translate to. Uh, I mean, Critical Role has made a lot yeah. of money being four hours long. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to say we were critical role, but, but, no, but very critical, what happening. Yeah. critical roles players are focused. We're far from focused. No, they're not. They can break at times. It's like, yeah, they break. They I'm just saying lot. if you provide something that people actually enjoy watching, they don't mind a four hour watch time. Well, we should do it. Not, on you, you guys did do a 14 minute short for me months ago, and that's pretty yeah. entertaining. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah, Spli- yeah, we like that one. Spliced together a very entertaining story amongst the three of you. Yeah, we should do it on Twitch. It'd be fun. That's fun. Uh, Mike, I'd be okay doing more movies. I want you to make a full feature movie, Mike, and put me in like a two minute roll. Just be like, well, okay, guys, what's up? Just wait till July. Wait till July. Oh, okay. Spoiler. Is that when town? Hooray. Is that a tease? All right. I like it when Mike comes to town. We always have a lot of fun. He always has some creative thing for us to do, and uh, it's fun. fun. So <laughs> long as I stay healthy until then. Knock on wood. <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope you stay two months. We had two months. Mike yeah, 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 really. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm saying because you know COVID is still out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm alive in two months, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. do stuff. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I thought we cured COVID. <laughs> Don't wish me happy birthday. I've only got months left. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is turning dark. You're your happy birthday. <laughs> This is going to line up with a Strange New Worlds thing. I'm, I'm having a pipe situation right now. Oh, <laughs> God. The timeline is, the timetable is significantly. Not, not, not. Save it for Tim. Save it for Tim. Save it for Tim. I, I do want to take a second and remember Fred Ward, the actor who oh, yeah. was in Tremors. He also came back for Tremors 2, and he was in Escape from Alcatraz. Actually, reading about Fred Ward's passing, and uh, Justin was with me. I'm like, I'm going to reach out to Larry because they were in movies together. I'm like, I haven't heard from Larry in like a month. I'm going to see if he's okay because, you know, they similar ages and so forth. But, uh, yeah, Fred Ward, he's one of those actors that we've seen in so many different yeah. things. And usually he's like henchman number one, you know. like yeah. He's a character <laughs> actor for sure. I yeah. like to oh, yeah. make a gun 33 and a third. Yes, indeed. He's doing a butthead impression. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't realize he was in that. I'm looking at it. I yeah. saw Thunderheart with him in it. We had to watch that in school with Val <laughs> Kilmer. Wow. Why did you watch it in school? Um, high school. We watched it in, yeah. I can't remember what class. I think Native American Studies, I think. Really? We also watched Dances with Wolves, I think, too. Because why not? Yes. The most accurate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of, of, of course. Of course. <laughs> All right, this I mean, next guest needs no introduction. You guys know him as the host of Funny Science Fiction and Pop Culture Addicts, along with the more talented Kathleen Wass. It is dang. him by oh, Steel. Man. My man speaks truth. I can't I can't knock it. She, what a bad there's a reason why. Hey, I keep Kathleen around for a reason. So, <laughs> How you doing, bud? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing good, man. I told the guys that hell froze over and you like some more Star Trek. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. I feel very out of my depth uh, with it, but I'm—I I, I legitimately can't wait for episode three. I, I, I've enjoyed the first two episodes of Strange New Worlds that much. I've been telling you that News Trek feels more like Star Warsy, and that you'd probably get into it. And actually, I didn't even think it felt Star Warsy. I just thought it was a really good story, really well told. Um, and I. 
I have to admit, I have to adjust to this the dude that's playing Spock uh, because I've, a, <laughs> I've never I've never seen Spock that big and buff, and I've never seen Spock yeah. with with that deep of a voice. Yeah. I can't do the deep voice, but Ethan Peck is a great actor. He does a really good job at at, at the role. I think he's studied it tremendously. That's pretty obvious. But he, he comes yeah. from certain stock too, being you know a Peck, Gregory Peck's grandkid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah really. That's nice. that's, always, that's always gonna help, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, still got the years. I still can't believe I, I, I there's something Star Trek where I'm like, ooh, can't wait to watch this. So. It's it's funny because on Discovery, because his character was on that show as well, and uh, oh, is it okay? Which yeah, I should have known because I had a guest from Discovery. I'm a bad host. The main character uh, of Discovery is his um, stepsister, but okay. um, he um, they keep showing clips of old Leonard Nimoy as like his future self. And it's like you guys are not the to, canonically like these are way too close in years for him to go looking like that guy to the guy from the '60s. And I, I yeah. know why they're doing it. You know, it yeah. harkens back, pulls on the memory strings. But maybe just stop. <laughs> is he gonna? Is he gonna mess up his teeth for Leonard Leonard Nimoy to be to yeah. look like Nimoy did in the original series before he got his teeth capped? Like if they had done that with. Uh, Quinto and uh, Leonard, I'd believe it more, but uh, this guy does not look like Leonard Nimoy in that same sense. So just let him be his own character because I think he's doing fine with the role. He's doing great, honestly. I, um, the way he portrays Spock, the the you know, I've watched enough Trek over the years that I can't say like I'm a Trek expert. I'm not even close to saying that, you know, but because that would be a lie, uh, but. You know, I watched enough Trek over the years where you, you get to realize Spock's character and, and, and the way that he acts and the logic that he tries to, you know, go after and all these different things as he portrays himself. And I do think that Ethan Peck is doing a very good job of showing the logical side of Spock because, you know, here he is. He's learning all these different things about the human side of him, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Goodness. Uh, he's learning the human side of him, but you know, at the same time, he's showing the Vulcan side of him and 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 how those things to clash. And there's a really great point in there in, in episode two, uh, where he lets the human side of him show a little bit uh, with laughter. Uh, you know, so I, yeah, I, I'm still kind of surprised that I I was talking to another buddy of mine last night, and he's like, "So what are you thinking about?" I'm like, "I'm thinking I can't wait for episode three. I'm really into the show already." And I, it's weird. It's very, weird. very, very weird for me. It's a weird, it's a weird time, 2022. I think you'll like Discovery too. Knowing you, I think you'll like Discovery because you okay. like all the JJ movies, correct? I did enjoy the JJ Trek. Yeah, you'll like Discovery because that is Star Wars, just with you know the the Star Trek insignias on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I watched the first episode this morning because I was in a headspace. I'm like, oh, let's give Strange New Worlds a shot, and it really did pick up my mood quite a bit because. Yeah. It felt like an optimistic Star Trek uh, yeah. franchise. Yeah. Which, the the new Trek for me, I've seen a little bit of the first season of Discovery, and I was kind of like, okay, this is something different. I don't know if it's really something I'll respond to. I saw the first season of Picard all the way through, and I'm like, this is kind of depressing and weird. Second season, I've seen clips of, I'm like, this is just looks weird outright. And then with this one, I had some trepidation, but I was like, you know what? I, I like this first episode. I like, uh, what's his name? Black Bolt, who plays pike mm-hmm. yeah. it's good to hear him speak yeah <laughs> and not murder people, and and people. Get something good 
<laughs> and I'm actually, that, that same feeling continues into episode two. It transfers really well from episode one into episode two. And yeah. Character like development has the, been nice. I'd like to go back to the Picard, though, because uh, yeah, the first season is rather, rather bleak, but it, 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 it has a story. Yeah. The second season is just a giant train wreck. I've, I've heard it's very unfortunate. That, that I, I can't not like because I, I like John Delancey coming back. Mm-hmm. Like that, that 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 whole part was cool, but then you got to deal with like evil Data, who's not Data, but is you know creator dude, and 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 you get a Constinger at the end, and it's just like oh they do that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's a Constinger in the main cast of Strange New Yeah, World. yeah, <laughs> I know. There's um, yeah, Star Trek Picard. Did you like that uh, Wesley Crusher came back? I actually like that part. Like, see, it's it's. I I can't say it sucks because it does its fan service well enough to get me go like like that's cool. I I, I like that 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 happened, you know. And 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 the ending of of Q and Picard is actually kind of nice, and I dig that. Um, but the whole like there, there's a whole arc with like seven of nine and stuff that I I could have done without. Yeah. So, my main, my main thing yeah. it was with the guest with Whoopi Goldberg guest starring where I'm like you got a younger actress to play young Guinan when Guinan doesn't age and Whoopi Goldberg pretty oh, much looks the same as she did in the original show I felt you could just like make her up in different wardrobe or shoot you know no no see because because they time travel back to our time oh <laughs> yeah I didn't know that part I just yeah, saw, see, I saw young Guinan and I'm like wait a minute she she played young guy in, in the next generation when she was like meeting with Mark Twain and stuff. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. But this is like, 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 yeah. They 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 go back in time using the Borg Queen to calculate because for some reason they made a history or they 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 made a new future where Picard is an evil general and he just as as the human race he just slaughters everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, which I, I could kind of get behind for like a series, but they only had like one episode of that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was the episode I saw. Uh, he had the trophy room with the skulls, right? Yeah. Was one of those skulls his adversary slash partner in the, what was it, Dothmok, the language one, the language episode? I think so. I was like, oh, that's sad because they actually, oh, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, like I, I thought that, that that was a really cool like like idea to, to explore that they never really did. So I I don't know. I've oh. heard mixed feelings about Picard season two from yeah. even the people that I know that liked season one like I did. And then um I, I liked making the joke that like Wesley Crusher, like they kept inviting him to do after shows, but never actually wanted him back on the show, and then now he's back on the show. <laughs> I, I feel good for Will Wheaton. He seems like a really nice gentleman, and um, yeah. uh, as long as you don't contact his wife for interviews, and uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> really, fantastic. you really shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, not not at all. But um, oh boy, yeah. So oh, you look at the time. There's a thing. Yeah. I gotta go <laughs> you did great, Tim, Dan, and Mike. Have you guys watched Lower Decks yet? Yeah, I've watched one or two episodes. Nothing, nothing to formulate. Uh, I saw snippets. I've watched more of Prodigy than I have of Lower Decks. Let's put it that way. Dan, did you like Lower Decks? I really like Lower Decks, actually. It's it, it's a nice, I don't know, like like uh, it's a nice little comedy that just happens to happen in Star Trek. But there, there's 
there's enough like decent in jokes and stuff, and there, there there's enough actual like uh, you know decent drama between the between the cast to keep it interesting. So yeah, and I like Breaker when he pops up a few times. He does. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. What a nice turnaround because I think when we first watched the first episode, we were calling it what Star Trek Upper Decker. Like we I yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, people did not yeah. like it. <laughs> so Scott, is here, so. Scott's that took here. that yeah, took a second, yeah. but I got it. That, yeah, okay. I, so I, I'm one of the rare people that doesn't really like Rick and Morty, and the first episode was very Rick and Morty. Yeah, and it, it, it starts it is. a little bit more. It finds its voice in the second and third episode for sure. You know what I, I mean, discovered. I, um, Kind of adjacent to that, one of the writers on Doctor Strange was a writer for Rick and Morty, so makes sense. That makes sense now. So that does make sense. And yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, I love Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi's friendship. Like, I really, really do. I think those two guys are probably the most loyal to each other in films, and I just like that Bruce gets to play in these worlds. And I don't understand why Bruce isn't more famous in, in these be. worlds regularly. Why it always has to be a cameo, but when he does show up in a cameo, I think Doctor Strange was my favorite Bruce Campbell uh, big budget cameo. So well, maybe he just doesn't want to be like on set yeah. for like a month. You know what I mean? Maybe he's just like, hey, just throw me in for a minute. Yeah, let's just do a thing. That's fair. He likes to do Bruce Campbell stuff. Mm -hmm. He put in his time in the early Raimi days getting like splashed with blood and guts 24-7. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. in the face That's of trees. Yeah, and he did recently too with Ash vs. Evil Dead, and he says yeah. he's retired from getting blood splashed in his face because <laughs> he almost drowned on season two of Evil Dead. Oh wow! For Ash vs. Evil Dead. I really liked that show. I was kind of bummed they canceled it. It did get yeah. canceled, right? I know it's done, but it, it 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 was it lasted as long as it needed to last. Like they came back, they gave the fans exactly what the fans wanted, mm -hmm. and um, they left, and everybody was really happy with the series. And I mean, I hope I see Bruce Campbell again as Ash at some point. I know we're getting an Evil Dead game in the next month or so. Yeah. And then there's an Evil Dead Uprise that takes place in a skyscraper that's coming from Sam Raimi and Campbell. So they're not done with Evil Dead. <laughs> it's the rock. Remember that? What was that skyscraper? Yeah. Where, where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's gonna be Land of the Dead with with the Evil Dead. Um, when I was at my doctor's well. Yeah, I went to go see Doctor Strange in theaters. Uh, finally, I saw it through other means at first, and I'm like, oh, I need to see it on big screen. <laughs> and then someone, someone in the theater was like, "Is that the burn notice guy?" I'm like, "Yes." Take your fans where you can get them. I mean, he probably is most known for bird notice. Like, really, that makes me. Sad. I don't know. Evil Dead's pretty. I, well, I thought it was popular. Maybe just me being ignorant. I think so far the Evil Dead franchise is a perfect franchise because I've liked every movie they've made and I've liked the show. For contemporary, contemporary non-Raimi fans, probably Burn Notice is what they'll yeah. recognize them the most I, for. So. I also think it's because we're getting old, Justin. True. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Because yeah, uh, Evil Dead was old when I was a kid, and then my dad was like, "We're gonna watch this." I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah Tim looking at Bruce Campbell right those now. Those movies are like movie are like sailing away from us. Yeah. <laughs> I know who Bruce Campbell is. Thank you very much. Uh, uh huh. I I do want to uh, congratulate you, Tim, on taking over Funny Science Fiction like officially, officially. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a whole thing. Uh, so. Yeah, we, uh, it, you know, in, in talking with Drayton, uh, Drayton Allen, who was the, the founder of the, 
the the group page and the and the podcast itself um you know we just decided that uh based on interest levels that it was probably best that i carry it on and continue on because i'm the one who has enjoyed doing it the most and i'm the one pushing forward and 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 all those things and so uh yeah so you know nick's sticking around and he's he's and i'm glad he is uh, nick has been a has been a, a very uh, faithful companion throughout all of this, and and he's our editor. He does a really good job at editing our 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 video and audio and putting it all together. He's made some really cool new uh, intro videos for us and um, uh, you know, trailers for our, our guests. He's really stepped up his game, and so uh, yeah, Nick's done really well. And of course, Kathleen, uh, my my more uh, intelligent and and fun side, apparently, according to Jason, and. Uh, but yeah, so having Kathleen on is, is a big plus as well. So uh, I'm glad that we have the core group moving forward. Dude, you're killing it with guests too. Like uh, recently I tried to book Steve-O and uh, I, <laughs> the, the manager was like, yeah, send us your stuff. We're going to watch it. And then like <laughs> a week later, he was like, yeah, Steve-O's busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shooting for the stars, man. Like Steve-O's that, a, lot, a little bit bigger. That is true. And they had just <laughs> announced the Jackass series. So I'm sure that he is busy. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, you just throw things against the wall and you hope sometimes that they're going to stick. And, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, I use the uh, the Nerf gun approach, just, you know, load up the Nerf gun and fire it all across the wall and see, you know, see what's going to stick over there. Um, we've been very fortunate. We've had some really cool guests as of late. We've got some really cool guests coming up. And, um, you know, it was kind of cool the other day. I reached out for for one particular guest, um, a really, this really cool voice actress that I want to talk with. Uh, who's done some Star Wars stuff, and I really love her work. And when I reached out to her agent, her agent was like, uh, hey, how about this other guy as well? And I'm like, uh, yes, please. Didn't know you represented him, but yes, I'd love to talk to him. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was really very cool. Voiceover seems to be the easiest to book. Is that Do you find that to be true as well? Yes and no. It depends on, and this is going to sound bad, and I don't mean it to, but they're, they're just like anything else in acting. There's A, B, C, D lists. Okay, yeah. um, it depends on who you're trying to get. There, there's the your top rung A list voice actors, the guys who are in absolutely everything. You know, um, like I can't get anywhere near D Brad Bradley Baker. I've tried. Trust me, I would love to get <laughs> D Bradley Baker on the show. Um, Rob Paulson. We've had Rob Paulson. Um, we've had Rob Paulson. Yeah, he's a list. We've we've gotten a couple, and we're I'm I'm extremely grateful. Don't get me wrong, but they are very hard to get, and sometimes it's a matter of of going back and and trying to uh, dip your pen in the well more than once. You know, not just throwing out an invite. I'll wait three four months uh, and then send another one. Hey, is, are they still busy? How about now? How do you like me now? What about now? Hey. <laughs> Can we be friends now? Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, Why don't you know, you care about me. Exactly. Oh, I, always I, just get the... I just need someone to love me. The people uh, I reach out to have hit their podcasting limits. By the time I reach out to them, they're like, you know, we just did like 100 podcasts. We're taking a little break from podcasts. And it's like, oh, damn it. I missed my window of opportunity. Yeah, but you got to keep you... swinging because eventually you'll be in that window yeah. of people. Uh, you you want to know, honestly, uh, in my when I send out inter interview requests, I don't say the funny science fiction podcast. I just say, we'd like to talk to you on our show, funny science fiction, because I'm not trying to be deceitful, but 
there is also to some people there is a stigma with the word podcast. They automatically yeah. assume that you cannot be professional, that you cannot uh, ask engaging or entertaining or insightful questions, and that you can't have a discussion that merits any type of value. They automatically deduct like forty IQ points because you put the word podcast on the end of your show, or they it's watch just... ours and see that we're none of that. but you know when they watch ours they see why i keep kathleen around so (laughs) you know it it works out well for me are you the podcast with kathleen watts oh yeah we'll 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 come on your show exactly it's the only way i get guests they're like oh you you're keeping kathleen on both of your shows oh look she's on pop culture addicts too okay yeah we'll come on that one all right so i wanted to go around the table and see what everybody's been watching. I recently watched a uh, girl from Plainsview with Elle Fanning. And if you haven't watched this show and you're into true crime, I highly recommend it. It's about a girl who was dating somebody and the guy was, had um, suicidal tendencies, very depressed. And, you know, it got to the point where he kept talking about killing himself and not doing it. And she got, she was just like, look, if you want to do it, I'll help you do it. And then she ends up going through trials and so forth. It's a fascinating case. I highly recommend it if you guys want to check it out. And L Fanning is great. We were talking about Dakota Fanning off air. And I like the Fanning sisters, especially <laughs> since they've gotten older. I think that they're pretty good at what they do. Cool. So that's one of the shows I've watched recently. Other L Fanning, she was in Super she was a Super 8 one, right? In the yeah, Super 8 movie. Okay. I believe so. I was trying to remember if like was that Dakota or was that okay? <laughs> <laughs> they look very similar. Well, sisters. Yeah. Same jeans. Same jeans. Minor technicality. (laughs) What about you, Dan? What have you been watching outside of Star Trek? Um, Well, season four of The Last Drive-In started a couple weeks ago. So I'm watching that because I I, I love uh, Joe Bob. He's he's great. Uh, (laughs) uh, They they, they covered Anthropophagus. I was was very happy with that one. Uh, (laughs) um, Let's see. I've been watching Halo, a series. Mm-hmm. Can't really tell you if I like it yet. I well, you know. like it enough like, that you keep watching it. I know yeah, you, yeah. Oh. But then, I mean, there, there, there was a. Uh, uh, I know what you did last summer that I just hate watched because that, that was just like so <laughs> bad every time. I, I just had to see how how they'd screw it up more. You know, I uh, liked that show until the end, and then I watched Scream, dude. and I'm like, ah, see, I should have watched Scream first because Scream did what yeah. I know what you were did last summer was trying to do but they did it way yeah. better because that that movie or that 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 series was just complete crap but anyway <laughs> uh yeah yeah halo like I, I i like what they're trying to do i'm not sure like it, it's got moments of brilliance in in the the the, the story itself but in, in like certain shots but overall i don't know yet <laughs> like um yeah, the, the the new Star Trek as 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 we talked about, I'm kind of digging that. Um, that's about it, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, one more I forgot to mention. Oh. It's uh, Midnight Mass. Oh, it's so that. good! Yeah. I'm glad you're yeah. watching that. Yeah, I'm glad oh. you got around to that. That's cool. So good, and th- th- all my religious friends and family. I'm not. This is not a knock on you. What I'm about to say because I also identify as religious. But the fact that a whole community of extremely religious people would believe like a vamp spoiler vampire outbreak was you know people coming back to life in the like resurrection type thing or curing 100 believe and i think that he did a great job uh <laughs> melding these two stories together like i thought it was done fantastically 
yeah very I'm, good I'm, I'm glad you guys listened to my uh my, my upvote on that one <laughs> well, see, I, I really like the guy so it's just a matter of time the guy that made the show I, well, I use Dan's recommendation for my, yep. my watch, for sure. Hooray. I think Dan and I were in tandem on mm-hmm. yeah, first scene. Yeah. Well, whenever you guys talked about it, I was like, I haven't watched that. It's <laughs> such a good slow burn. I mean, it is. That canoe scene with that girl, I was like, oh, yeah. my God, we're, we're going to do this. Okay. <laughs> that couch scene. That couch yeah. scene with that girl, yeah. too. I'm just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> she had a rough go of it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, Mike Flanagan is the creator of the show. He did uh, House on uh, Hunt, The Haunting yeah. of Hill House, and he did uh, Doctor Sleep. And I' big fan of what this guy did. He did Gerald's Game as well on Netflix, which mm-hmm. I also enjoyed quite a bit. Um, yeah, Mike Flanagan, and he puts his wife and everything, Kate Siegel, and she is. They are a great duo. Like this isn't one of those you roll your eyes like in Resident Evil or um, <laughs> um, um, Melissa Monster McCarthy. Hunter. Melissa McCarthy showing up in all of her husband's movies. This is a yeah. good pairing. I think these two work. Wait really a minute. Well. How, how how dare you put put Melissa McCarthy and and, and Mila Jovovich in, in the same? Yeah, at least she's <laughs> I was, talented. I was just comparing. <laughs> I was comparing that they work with their husbands, and it's not so well. Even though they're both talented outside of working with their husbands, it's it's nepotism, but it's nepotism that pays off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's very it's good. it's the Coppola type of thing, like. Yeah, Sophia shows up in Godfather 3, and yeah, her performance isn't that great, but then you also get Nicolas Cage's career and a bunch of other Coppola-adjacent people, thanks to him putting family in his movies, eh, so. I'm glad we got Nicolas Cage. It's like a and stuff like that, so. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not glad that uh, uh, she, she tanks Godfather 3, so. <laughs> I mean. Without her, pretty much yeah. without her. Great yeah. director, though. I like her, I like her movie, movie, movies oh, that yeah, she directs. yeah, yeah. Yeah. What cool have you been was... watching, Tim? Uh, so let's see. I started on well, my uh, my daughter just decided she wanted to get involved in Star Wars, so we've been hey. watching Star Wars over from the beginning, so that hopefully by the time we get to the release of Obi Wan, she'll be caught up. I think that I think that we're going to make it. Uh, but personally, I've been watching. I wasn't watching a show on HBO. I just started. I'm only a couple episodes in, but our flag means death. Yes. It's I'm a brilliant. little late. I'm a little late to the to the get on this one uh, because my to watch list is incredibly far too long. But uh, I <laughs> I can't stop laughing every time I watch this show. It's so stupid. It's funny, and it's and it's not it's not like brain dumb stupid. It's just like how could you be so stupid <laughs> type of humor. Um, yeah, uh, Reese Darby is fantastic in this mm-hmm. show as as the captain. Freaking love him in this. Uh, trying to be a gentleman pirate, and it's just oh my, yeah, it's it's so awful. His his performance is is so very good, but he plays he. I'm trying to figure out how to, how to word this that you guys will understand what I'm trying to say. That his performance is so good at being awful that it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, I, don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but well, he's based on it's it's a actual historical figure, right? That he's playing where I think it so, was yeah. basically like more or a less, rich, yeah. a rich dandy who's posing as a pirate, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wanted to, he wanted to get away from his wife and kid and in a, in a mundane life and do something exciting, and you know he's got all like I about spit my coffee when all these all these mean pirates are sitting around 
um, you know, creating flags and they're sitting there sewing <laughs> yeah. on their, their yeah, flags yeah. and they're all happy and they're talking, oh, you can share that fabric. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm. Just, have, you, have you gotten to the friends party boat episode yet? Not yet. I, I I'm I I think I'm halfway through episode four. Like okay. I said, I just recently started this. I'm three episodes yeah. full episodes in. I like my last full episode was them going to the island to try and um get their to get the you know the people back or sell the people I don't remember what it was but anyway you know all of a sudden everybody he keeps on trying to say that he's going to sell something and everybody's assuming that he's a pimp with you know you know his <laughs> his guy next to him and he's trying to sell services and the whole time yes. I'm just sitting there dying of laughter there's the jar of ears or you know was it ears or noses yeah but anyway, there's a jar of pickled something on you know, on the counter. It was either ears or noses. I don't remember which one. I think one, it's but... noses and not, yeah. Yeah. But it, the cast is awesome because it's not just Reese Darby. I mean, of course, it's Taika Waititi is in it as well. There's a couple people from Saturday Night Live, like Fred Armisen's in it. You know, he's got a bit part, but he's in it. Um, I can't remember the, the, the lady from SNL, her name. I could see her, you know, I could see her. Uh, plays Fred Armisen's wife, but anyway, yeah, but yeah, it's it's I, I've thoroughly enjoyed that, and I've gone back recently and started watching uh, a show that I still don't to this day don't understand how it ever got canceled or why it got canceled, and I'm still pissed that it is. It only had one season. Uh, it's not Firefly, surprise, <laughs> but uh, also uh, Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip with yeah. Matthew Perry and Bradley Whitford. And Amanda Pete and 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 I love that show. Uh, recently, just bought it back on Amazon as a digital copy, and I've been watching that. That's Sorkin, right? Andy Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. I love Sorkin stuff. I loved West Wing. <laughs> I love Newsroom. Um, you know, Sports Night. I love. I love his style of writing. I love yeah, the absolutely. sarcasm in it. So. I um I watched Jojo Rabbit last night and uh, like with my girlfriend and. We were both laughing a lot because he's funny in the movie. But uh, I'm like, I, I, when I was watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that pirate show with him in it that I have to check out. So yeah. it's on my queue to watch as well. And I did watch Inventing Anna recently. And I hope that she wins all of the awards. She also played on um, Ozark. And she's a terrific actress. I cool. am Googling the name right now. But, um, yeah, those are both fantastic shows. Uh, Mike... What have you um, been watching? I'm, I'm in a similar boat as you. I'm, I've got Our Flag Means Death queued up for today. Actually, I'll start watching because I am in the midst of a true crime podcast that's talking about Blackbeard. <laughs> hey, so that's fine. Yeah. That, the, the character that Reese Darby yeah. plays comes up in the story. And I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm curious like how much of this is going to be a complete farce and how much they're going to be like, oh, actually, this is pretty accurate to who this guy was. Uh, Bonnet, Most I of it's a complete farce. Yeah, but Didn't I have like some STD or some of that, some like some disease. I'm trying to remember what was it. It doesn't matter. Keep going. No, he. I think he had a. He had like a going out in like a blaze of glory. Oh, did he? Okay. I don't know. That's part three of the podcast. All right, but well, uh, let me get there. I've been watching. Uh, well, past week or so, I've been watching both the documentary series and the dramatization on HBO, uh, The Staircase. It uh, it's based on the mid two thousands documentary series that came out about Michael Peterson and 
did he or did he not kill his wife or was it just an accident and the whole trial and aftermath and stuff like that. I like both the documentary and so far the dramatization works pretty well. Uh, Colin Firth, his accent, his American accent is a little distracting, but <laughs> when you hear the actual Michael Peterson talk in the documentary, it's like it's not that far off. Like He has a particular way of speaking and Colin Firth is getting that. Uh, I like Tony Collette's presence. Presence just haunts the entire show. Um, Schwarzenegger's son is in here, and he's pretty good. Uh, Sophie Turner's in it as his adoptive daughter, and she does a good job as well. Parker Posey's in it as a prosecutor. That's like Nancy Grace <laughs> to eleven, and she really works on that level. And it's interesting. It's definitely not a feel-good type of documentary <laughs> or uh, drama series, but it works. So. Uh, Julia Gardner is the name of the actress that I was talking about. She's terrific. Yeah, she's the younger one, right? Yeah. On, yeah. She was in a movie called, uh, I think, The Assistant, that came yes. out a couple years ago. That that's a good movie too. Like she's yeah, she's really good. So. So addendum to our flag means death. It's Leslie Jones. That's who. Oh, okay. From Saturday Night Live. I <laughs> okay, could, I could yeah. see her face. I could I could hear her, hear her voice. I could see her face. Could not think of her name, but Leslie Jones is in there. She that's awesome. a fascinating couple, Leslie Jones and Fred Armisen. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, and and as you see them play out, it's even more more entertaining. Um, oh, and then it's, since you brought up documentaries, I've also been watching one on Apple TV called Lincoln's Dilemma. It's about um, the Emancipation Proclamation. It's a four it's four episodes long. I'm just starting the fourth one. It's pretty good it, it's it sheds a different light on lincoln that i think a lot of people probably don't have they see everybody wants to see lincoln in this way but there's a lot more shades of gray over here that were attached to it let so, me ask anyway. you i i watched the our father on netflix about the the doctor who impregnated women with his semen 94 kids now and counting is uh, oh my. <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of these documentaries they are a little longer than they need to be. Does the four-part one that you're speaking of, does it feel like it's too long? No, because there's so much history there that needs to be explored. And this whole section of American history has been whitewashed so strongly anyway oh, yeah. that uh, there's some things that need to be brought up to the surface so that people can understand really what's going on or really what did go on and you know how different people's personalities actually were and you know, and looking at their private journals and, and writings and things that, you know, things that happened that weren't on a, on a stage or a platform for other people to see. So yeah. it's, it's actually kind of interesting. They don't yeah. want to teach that stuff in school either. I was watching the neighborhood <laughs> comedy with Cedric the Entertainer, but um, they, uh, they were talking the uh, one of the actresses on the show, she teaches at a private school and they were threatening to pull funding if they didn't stop talking about slavery and racism. Yeah. And one yeah. of the parents was like, if my kid, is old enough to experience racism. Your child is old enough to learn about racism. And it's fascinating that people don't want to learn the, the real history. It's scary, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Frighteningly scary. I mean, you've got that, you know, with regards to CRT and a surprisingly disappointing number of people who don't believe in the Holocaust and things like that. Yes. It scares the crap out of me. That's, yeah, that's great. It terrifies me. But yeah. I, I, I agree with Tim on that. It's like, it depends on the subject. And, you know, if it, what you're saying, if it warrants like multiple episodes, it's like, I think if it's presenting a perspective that's never been seen before or explored thoroughly enough, absolutely, it can hold multiple episodes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and like I said, so yeah. long as it's nothing that on the initial watch, you're kind of like, I don't know about this. Like, 
totally different thing. But like the Brittany Murphy documentary, I was out by like the first five minutes. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or they or they focus on the wrong things, like the wrong part of the story. Like there's a whole fascinating story to be told there, but they're focusing on something else that you don't really care about. Like it's not important to the person or it was just like one small part of their life and they're blowing it up to be yeah. a larger well, part of their life. In the case of the Brittany Murphy doc, it was kept having Perez Hilton be a legitimate source to talk to. Oh, it's, like, boy. it's like, yeah, I guess and people just, really, people really tore into her and that drove her to do, you know, drove her to some riskier things. I'm like, Oh yeah. I wonder who did that Perez. <laughs> right. Rick. Yeah, anyway. that would have been enough for me to tap out right there. Him going, you know, using him as a source. Oh, look at the time. We got a thing to go catch. <laughs> Coming up next, our source, Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> He's going to speak on the Holocaust. Speaking that would be more reliable. I would trust you. That would be very reliable. Yeah. Here's the weird thing about Weird Al. Like, like if you, if you ever listen to, to, the, to the commentary on uh, UHF, like, you, you, you expect him to be funny and, and saying stuff. It's very like, you know, this is where we filmed this. This is on, you know, this certain road and this address. And, you know, there were five people there. Like the whole the whole commentary track is just like exactly how everything was done. <laughs> it's like that's like, just like kind of songs for a living. Probably like does a lot of research. And is very oh, yeah. good at yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious yeah. about that. The weird movie. Like, yeah. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, I don't think it's going to be a straight up like celebratory biopic or anything like that or accurate even because it's weird al so i'm having a hard time buying daniel radcliffe in a fuzzy afro (laughs) i like it i think he looks a lot like him (laughs) i think it works honestly yeah and that might be part of it too is because it's daniel radcliffe that it's so off just a little bit that that's that's weird al's tastes (laughs) like i mean don't get me wrong i'm i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna you know I'll be there to see it. I just, the, when I watched the trailer, you know, cause I was excited to watch the trailer. Cause you know, Hey, I've, I've been a, a fan of weird Al stuff since I was a kid, you know, I mean, who doesn't like a song about farts and, you know, and, yeah, exactly. And, uh, but yeah, I watched the trailer and I was just, I, it threw me back a little bit. Radcliffe's a fine actor. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just, it, it took me a minute to be able to buy into it. As and I'm hoping that with the movie it's a quicker buy that I'll be able to buy into it a little easier with him as Weird Al with that. I think it was, it was just the the fro shell on his head mm-hmm. that kind of threw me yeah. off. So it's jarring. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think it's trying to be like, uh, well, you know, the Elvis trailer. It's portraying that as over the top and bombastic, but trying to do it in a sincere way. Even though you have Tom Hanks doing this ridiculous like performance as the girl <laughs> it's like um yeah so you're kind of like hopefully w- weird weird owls movie is that except not sincere except it's going to be like aware of itself a little bit more and fun <laughs> hoping what have you been watching justin uh i just i think episode 10 was the last of the show but the, for the season is it's winning time the lakers deal um, oh yeah i want to see that it's a lot of fun but like Digging into it, it takes a lot of liberties, almost to the point where, like, yeah. it's character defamation, almost. Like, like the I forget, I'm spacing on his name, but the guy that's the NBA logo, um, 
Jerry West. He, yeah, thank you. He is uh he's suing HBO because yeah. of how poorly they did oh. him on the show. Like, and, and then we have a player awesome. that uh, I I learned that this was true uh, has a hit out or had a hit out on the the coach at the time because uh, he got cut. Um, like a whole a bunch of wild stuff happens, but it make a lot of like assumptions around like drug use and things like that that I don't know if. Um, unless they're 100% sure that I would put out there. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's a good story. It's a fun story. I would just take a large grain of salt whether or not it's true or not. But it's a fun <laughs> yeah. story. I saw Magic Johnson the other day speak out about it, saying that it's it was uh, completely inaccurate, he said. Yeah. But I, I still want to watch it because yeah, – It's going to be fun. You're going to like it. It's just – I don't know if I'd believe it. <laughs> right. But ahead of time yeah. when people are are, you know, especially with – Everything that, you know, the stories that did come out about Magic Johnson in, you know, in his heyday in, mm-hmm. in L.A., mm-hmm. um, when he comes out and says, oh, yeah, that that's inaccurate. That was, you know, because there's supposed to be a large portion in there about him, you know, being a womanizer and, you know, kind of. Oh, a oh, ton of it. They don't yeah. they, I mean, yeah. they don't really show him having sex, but like it's just alluded a lot of alluded. Right. Like, and he's trying to play that down. Oh, it's completely inaccurate. And I'm like, well, that makes me want to watch it more. If, you know, if you're trying yeah. to hide. I almost feel like he's trying to, you know, like, no, honey, I wasn't like that before I got with you and got the AIDS and everything else. Everything's fine. You know, um, I don't know. I just. Yeah. No, it, it's a it's a fun watch. I just to, to that end. It's like, I don't know how much I believe of it, but gotcha. either way, it's a good it's a good one. OK. Speaking about like pseudo historic shows, I kind of want to watch the offer just to see why everybody just just keeps like panning it <laughs> i've heard good things some good things about really it. yeah i think it's got you're, a high critic role too you're the first time I, i've heard something somebody i haven't watched it. it i haven't watched it yeah, so, i mean honest. i want to watch it because i like the cast uh 48 rotten tomatoes oh yeah, like I, I've I've seen like like so many articles just bashing it for being like boring and untrue and not necessary. <laughs> like you 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 know that your 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 you know dramatization of, of, of history is 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 in trouble when they say it's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> the actual documentary about American zoetrope is entertaining. Like that's and that's a yeah, like you said, that's a thing about like historical fictional accounts of things. Like I don't know. Like I'll check it out yeah. definitely, but. I don't know. Yeah. It's gonna be hard to beat the Zoetrope documentary about like <laughs> Francis and George starting out and like oh, yeah. their films. They probably would have done better had they uh, like continued with the the family and done like a mini series, like mm-hmm. sequel to The Godfather. Probably would have been more well receptive if they did it right than a documentary Godfather about four. making The Godfather. Because uh... there are Godfather books past the first three, not written by. Yeah, yeah, no, uh... no. There's like a, Puteau, they have an audition so. for an author to become the new Mario Puzo. Yeah, it's like it's like uh you know when the the uh, Millennium trilogy dude died and, and and they had uh some other guy pick it up and then you had the 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 girl who caught something on fire or something like like <laughs> like like it, it's nowhere near as good so yeah yeah so. I'm curious I'm curious about the show mainly because I don't know a lot about that era of time. But I can totally see how it's unnecessary. And then there's like unnecessary good, like El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, where everybody's like, it was good, but it was completely unnecessary. We don't yeah. need to watch it. 
Um, that makes but, me sad, though. That's what I've heard about, like, many Saints of Newark and things like that. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Like, yeah. It's definitely not needed, for sure. I heard it's good, though, again. With the, yeah, the fine movie. It was okay. I liked it. Um, but, hey, real quick, before we get out of here, um, we should probably talk Moon Knight, too. But before we do that, <laughs> I right. do... I do want to uh, go around the table real quick and everybody give your favorite Weird Al song. Start with Justin. Um, Probably, what is it? Amish Paradise? Whatever the Gangster's Paradise version is Amish yeah, one. Yeah. Amish That's Paradise. what I always think about when I think of Weird Al. Where I harvest my grain. I took a look at my wife and realized she's very plain. Yeah, yeah, good song. He almost got beat up by Coolio. Still I know, that caused a lot of beef, a lot of drama for him. Yeah. Tim? Uh, <laughs> I have so many that I really, really enjoy, but I love this one in particular because I use it to annoy my wife. Um, uh, it's the, the R Kelly cover trapped in the no. drive. That was going to be mine. I'll come up with another <laughs> one, but it's like the most ridiculous 10 minutes, but he gets R Kelly's like, inflictions and storytelling. Oh, it's, I laugh. But as you're in, I laugh every single time, uh, cause We'll be like we'll go on a car ride. And, you know, drive through, man. It's so good. And you know, that's in my playlist. So I'll I'll start the, the drive with that on the playlist. Then my wife just will look at me like, really? Tell me this who is that pole is. <laughs> this is what we're doing, really. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I agree. It's so good. Yeah, I think it's like twelve and a half minutes actually. It's it's uh it's rather I enjoy all 12 and a half minutes of it. I think she enjoys about the first 30 seconds and then she's done with it. Yeah, my girlfriend, oh. I played it for her. And she's like, what, what am I listening to? I'm like, have you never heard Trapped in the Closet? Like, this is so much better than that. And it's like so <laughs> accurate to the original song. But uh, Love it. It's great times. Dan, what about you? I'll go last, actually. Okay. <laughs> Living with a hernia. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like how dry you said that too. <laughs> yeah. In my uh, in my mind, my <laughs> like I think I was introduced to that in like second grade by a friend of mine, and like I you know, I would sing it all the time whenever I hung out. At his house. Well, uh, mine was going to be trapped in the closet, but I'm going to go with another one that I really enjoy, and that's don't tell, don't play that song, that achy breaky song. I love it. I love it so much. It's so funny. Oh. I like all of his, most of his music. The Bedrock Anthem is pretty good, too. I mean, I could have let you have that, you know, Jason. I could have gone with the biggest yeah. ball of twine in Minnesota. I mean, yeah, I would have nice. been happy to pick that one, too. So, you know. <laughs> Nice. Uh, the Night Santa Went Crazy <laughs> or Nature Trail to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Totally, that fits Dan. Nature Trail to Hell. I like that one. It's just, this is so fun. All right, let's take a few moments to discuss uh, Moon Knight. Um, Marvel fans keep screaming they want something different, and then when we get something different, Marvel fans hate it. So, like, I don't know what to do. Like, uh, Doctor Strange had elements of newness, and then Moon Knight Star had Wars a fans? lot of elements of newness. The only time uh, Moon Knight felt like a Marvel show was maybe the last like ten or fifteen minutes, and um, it's also Moon Knight's also the first Marvel show not to reference anything else happening in the universe too. And while people didn't like that either, it's like guys can't have it both ways. Either enjoy the same thing that we like the formula, or give the storytelling a chance, right? 
Are you it one of those like people? Star Wars are, people are people not liking it? Because yeah. like people at work that I work with, like they seem to really enjoy Moon Knight. People the hardcores, the hardcores seem to be really enjoying it, but like the casual Marvel moviegoers and TV watchers <laughs> don't. Well, I think part of the problem is honestly is that the casual fan wants something that they could sit down in front of and and just pick it up and enjoy it like they did Captain America. Okay, they could sit down in front of Captain America and they could they could enjoy it without additional reference, right? But the difference here is that with Moon Knight, he's he's a lesser known character that has deep lore, and you if you're coming in, you know, kind of green to it, it's going to be confusing. And that I'll be honest with you, I didn't know a ton about Moon Knight moving into this show. The only way, thing that I knew is that he was a really just you know, kick-ass character on Marvel Ultimate Alliance. All I, knew, all I knew is that he, <laughs> people were screaming that he had to be Jewish. That's all I knew about Moon Knight going into this show. And, uh, and yeah, I enjoyed it. And I, I get why people are hung up because it can get confusing jumping between the personalities and so forth. But It is confusing, but it does like, also tie itself together a little bit at the end. Although at the end, there's also more questions that are left open and a possibility for a season two, which be- I... So. That's another thing I'm getting tired of is people pissing and moaning about Marvel shows not getting a season two. Like, do you guys realize like what what this all is? It's storytelling on a television scale between like every show is a next season to that previous show. Like, chill out. Moon Knight's going to show up again. He's probably going to show up in Blade or one of those future installments. And I thought Isaac, yeah. Oscar Isaacs, episode five, I think. I think you guys are talking about this on Funny Science Fiction, but. Uh, give him some awards because I think he did a great job. He did phenomenal bouncing between, and they didn't expressly say that they that they showed Jake Lockley in episode five. I firmly and strongly believe that they did, uh, based on the differences in characters. But you know, because Stephen was clearly shown, Mark was clearly shown, and then there was this different personality that was looked all beat up and also had you know some bandages across the bridging of his nose and things like that. Um, who had a different accent acted differently all these different things to me that was jake uh but yeah oscar is is phenomenal in, in this show he he plays all the characters well he he gives them all their each individual personality gets its you know its own screen time and, and he and he shares it well with you know with it i just I was hoping for a little more closure at the end of episode six. I'm still a little confused as to where we're at and what's you know what's going on with it. I was also hoping, like a lot of Marvel fans, I was hoping for a little bit of a tie-in to something else. I was, I honestly thought this would have been a great tie-in to where we could have seen the Dark Knight from Eternals or uh, or the Black Knight. Excuse me. They uh, had the plans. Black... They had plans to tie the MCU in the first episode and the final episode, and then the creator of the show got Marvel to let them remove it that's fine too you know again it's not it's not a bad thing to have these one-off shows because that's really what they are they're 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 filler shows and like you said in between the movies and things like that they're 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 i think these shows originally were designed as fan service to keep the fans happy between the movies personally yeah 100 but uh i'm curious mike did you watch the show yep um you- i think it's fine it's it's, I'm I'm the same on all these Marvel shows and movies at this point. It's just like, it does its job and it's fine. I I really did appreciate that it was sequestered on its own, you know, kind of thing, and it didn't have a need to have to address any of the bigger MCU stuff. Because for me, that stuff can get grading. That's what graded me with the latest Doctor Strange. I'm like, we don't necessarily need these cameos 
like this could have been something else entirely that ties in more with Doctor Strange's world than the bigger uh, tapestry of Marvel. But that's what they do. Uh, I did like that Moon Knight was self-contained. I liked Oscar Isaac's performance quite a bit. I liked F. Murray Abraham as the voice of Khonshu. It yeah. was good to hear again. Uh, it was like basically someone said it was like inside Lewin Davis all over again, except this time they're superheroes. Um, I, I need more shows in the daytime with a little bit of a popular color palette from right? Marvel. That was the one thing that drove me nuts about Moon Knight is it was very hard to see some scenes. Yep. I, 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 I need more of the James Gunn, Taika Waititi approach to colorization in these yeah. other movies and shows. Fair. It's, it's Very just fair. like everything feels washed out. Honestly, Star Wars stuff could benefit from that, too. Like, say what you will about the prequel prequels. They're colorful. So <laughs> I could definitely use something a little bit more vibrant going on visually in these shows and the movies. But Very other than that, for Avatar too. what's that? Very excited for Avatar 2. Me too. Very vibrant. It, look, it looks good. I don't yeah. really have an investment in Avatar that much, but it, it looks stunning. So you know, yeah. Avatar One was it, one of my favorite theatrical experiences, but I've never really been a fan outside of the movie, outside of when I saw it in theaters the two times I did. <laughs> but I am looking forward to just, two for the same reason. I'm looking forward to going to the theater and having something that's good to experience in a theater. Like I don't need to take Avatar outside of the theater. If I can enjoy it within the theater complex, I'm happy. And it looks fun. I get that. James Cameron is pretty much 100% in whatever he does. So I'm always, you know, Jennifer, James Cameron gets the benefit of the doubt. Always. I'm just glad, and and, and just in a general conversational Mm -hmm. piece. So I'm just glad to be back at theaters and be able to have the be able to go back to the movie ex- theater experience because not only because of the the pandemic but then because of also my daughter's health condition we have to take it a little more cautiously but you know like we went and saw Doctor Strange the other night her and I uh, we went and saw the Batman you know we went and saw a couple different movies together oh, her and I and, and that's been kind of a nice experience to be able to get her back out to the movie theaters and, and enjoy that with her because she's uh she's my little mini me she's she's the the female version of tim um which is also scary and um but you know so she's she goes to all these little nerd shows with me to go do these things and so it's just from that perspective since we're talking about movie theaters from that perspective i am so glad to be able to go back to the theater and enjoy the theater and and do all those things again now speaking of your daughter i'm looking forward to monroe too because her and Max screaming at each other was some of the best oh, yeah. comedy yeah. I've ever had in my experience. <laughs> yeah, she's already mentioned that she owes him one. Uh, so. <laughs> it's yeah, good stuff. Yeah, she's excited to come back to to Monroe again and uh, hang out with all you guys and and uh, see who she can get to meet and you know. Uh, Justin, what what did you think of uh, Moon Knight? Uh, I think. I- I'm probably leaning more towards Mike's opinion, right? I enjoyed that it was a standalone Marvel thing. I don't need to have everything tied together. Um, I didn't mind that it was dark because uh, the whole Moon Knight aspect of it. I love things based in Egypt. Like I just, I'm a sucker for Egyptian stuff. So any setting that gets me into like a pyramid, I'm pretty cool with. So <laughs> I was, was pretty stoked about it. Justin's still waiting on the Mummy Four to come. Uh, listen, I, the first two are good. Then for me, yeah. Uh, everything else, I never yeah. saw the third one. It did come. Tom Cruise. Did you not say that's it? true? That, yeah, that movie that's does not true. exist. I was talking about with Brendan Fraser, but uh, uh, Tim, before we wrap up, give me thirty seconds on Doctor Strange. Your thoughts? 
Uh, God, that's that's gonna be rough. Okay, so Doctor Strange, uh, I didn't dislike it. I but I did find it mostly to be an unsatisfying movie experience. Uh, there's none of the questions that I expected to get answered moving in were answered, and I thought that it it also left the door open for more questions at the end. I liked the fact that they did have a couple of the cameos that I was expecting. I didn't like that they killed them off. So there, there oh, I go. love that. I love that because it showed how strong Scarlet Witch. I love that Raimi well, got away I, okay. with putting. No, what do you think of the raminess? Do you think it was too much Raimi? Because I really no, no. Raimi. It's a very okay. So for those who are going to watch it, it, it's it is a very it's a darker themed MCU movie. It is very Sam Raimi. It, it yeah that that spoiler probably need to be up a couple seconds ago. Uh, but <laughs> 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 sorry about that, kids. If you hadn't seen it yet, uh, the yeah, there. yeah, a little, yeah. Well, whatever. But. No, I thought I thought that it was a very good movie. I thought it was I thought it was very well told. The the biggest problem I have with the movie is that it's almost like Raiders of the Lost Ark. And John Wass and I were talking about this. Kathleen's husband. Uh, it doesn't really need Doctor Strange for all the things to happen in the movie that happen. It's more about <laughs> Wanda. Doctor Strange is just a plot moving device. He is, you know, there's a couple points in there where that yes, he has to be there for this particular thing. But he could have shown up uh, and had a cameo in it, yeah. much like you know he did in you know in some of the things with Spider Man, where he just kind of showed up and goes, "Well, here I am. I, I need to move this thing. Okay, I'll <laughs> see you on the, you know see you next week." It could have been that. It, this was more of a movie about Wanda and what was going on with her than than it really was about. And Dr. America, Strange. America and yeah. Wanda were the two stars. Of the yeah, movie. and I was America hoping. So, yeah, America yeah, not Chavez. The United States. Yeah. yeah, not the United States, but America Chavez, <laughs> who is who has a potential to be an awesome character. And I'm hoping what they're showing at the end of the movie is her learning the rest of her power and skill set. And that the next time we see her, she's actually going to be fully empowered and knows what she's doing because she could be a super cool MCU character. That was not 30 seconds, but I'm glad no. I got Tim's thoughts because uh, when they talked <laughs> about funny science fiction, he hadn't seen it yet. I can't so, do 30 uh, seconds. I try. It yeah, just never you, works. You got a whole hour tomorrow. You can check Tim out on Funny Science Fiction tomorrow live at 7 p.m. I actually, also, oh, I, you don't have tomorrow. No, we, we will no, not no. be live tomorrow night. Uh, oh. Tomorrow we will be doing a replay. We have the night off tomorrow. We're we're taking uh, we're taking a uh, a oh, let's call it a day off. That was what we're doing. So. You know what we should do one day yeah. when we're taking a day off and Tim's taking a day off. We should swap shows and just like pre-record each other's shows. <laughs> just like have Tim write the show oh. notes for the show oh notes my. that he wants us to cover on funny science fiction. And then I tell him to do whatever he wants on three geeks and we see how it goes. I think that'd be fun. Oh. But uh, anyway, yeah, check out funny science fiction, check out pop culture addicts. They recently interviewed Will Wheaton, which like kudos. I know that's a big get, especially in the nerd world. And um, you guys can find us at three geeks podcast at three geeks. J. Today, we are inviting some nobodies to pre-record a remake revolution. They're going to do Firefly. I'm not going to say awesome. a TV show or movie because they asked and they asked. And I said, you're yes. rebooting Firefly. Like, do whatever you want with it. I know some nobodies has probably written like four seasons of it already before the recording Only today. Four? So I am stoked. And also check out PowerPoint. I, can't, I don't know the name of the show, but it's on some nobodies. They write PowerPoint presentations for each other. Nobody has seen what they're doing ahead of time. And it's all like improv and making it up on the spot. I got to do one on cryptocurrency and I compared. Oh, it's great. Funny stuff. And uh, I just want to tell everybody. Yeah, check that out and check out the Star Wars thing that you guys did. What, two weeks ago? 
Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. played the Are Star Wars RPG. Yeah, yeah, we we did that. That was like that was actually my very first RPG. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. I've never played an RPG of any kind. Uh, so that was my very first experience. It's and, funny because uh, when I when I was watching funny science fiction, Tim's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this for an hour next week. Uh, we're gonna play this game," and I laughed because I was like, "There's no way in hell." An hour. <laughs> He's like, "We're gonna do two hours just in case we run over," and I'm like, "Yeah, two hours is probably not gonna cut it." Either. Four hours. That's because I had uh, literally that much knowledge about what I was talking about, and they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna do this live." I'm like, "Yeah, sounds great. Okay, let's do it." Um, yeah, but it's it's been a lot of fun. I I uh, Kathleen bought me a, a set of dice so that I'd have my own dice, and then uh, that was nice. Yeah, that was really cool. And then um, uh, Ben Riley, who's uh, the Hardy Healer on TikTok, go check him out, guys. Ben's really cool. Does some really great content. Uh, the underscore Hardy underscore Healer, the Hardy Healer. Uh, anyway, but uh, he's big into RPGs and stuff. He just bought me a set of dice as well and, and sent those to me. So these ones, though, I'm pretty sure could classify as weapons because I think they're made out of metal. These things, yeah. like, they thud when they hit the desk. Like, I'm afraid they're going to go through. <laughs> you got a sock with uh, those on the inside of it just in case you have a, someone entering just your house. Walk around, spin <laughs> that around in a sock, just ready to whoop somebody up with them, man. Pretty sure yeah, you go to jail for those. I imagine. <laughs> better better roll for it. <laughs> Go to youtube.com forward slash Mike McGTV. Mike has been doing a lot of fun short films. Um, I really dug his last one that he did, like especially. Uh, so definitely go check out his YouTube channel. Very different content than what he's done in the past recently. And I think it's very fun and good stuff and deep. A lot of deep stuff. So go check that out. And then as always, if you want something that's not deep and silly and goofy, you guys can find us every Sunday live at noon or at least a pre-recorded message. So uh, don't tell yourself short. You can do deep. We do deep on here. Yeah, we've done deep. deep. Done deep. Occasionally do deep. Uh, Larry Hankins going to return to the live show in the next couple weeks. We have a lot of fun stuff uh, lined up and we will see you guys all soon. Yeah.